The content in this podcast is not meant to replace professional help or advice. This is my story, and a lot of the things that I talk about might or might not help you. Please don't take my experiences as a sign to stop your progress or professional plan. These are my experiences and my research. Hello, my beautiful people. This is the Mental Magic Podcast, a podcast where I'm going to be discussing mental health topics with a little magical twist. I'm going to share personal stories, stories shared by others, treatments that have and haven't worked for me and other people, uh, resources, and a lot more. So along with the mental health, I'm going to share some spiritual practices that have worked for me. Um, You can either use them yourself or you can hand them off to other people that may benefit from them. It's up to you. Uh, For today's episode, I was just going to introduce myself and give you guys a little bit of a background so you guys kind of get a a feel for the voice behind the podcast. And I also want to share uh, today's resource. I'm going to try to provide resources for you guys every episode. So there's something that you guys can kind of take away from it every episode. Uh, So a few months ago, I decided to uh, start a Discord um, for mental health people that suffer from it, people that have people in their lives that suffer from it. You know, the works. Uh, If you don't know what Discord is, Discord is basically a platform where you can text chat, voice chat, video chat, um, and pretty much connect with anybody all over the world. So uh, my boyfriend introduced it to me, actually. Uh, He uses it to game with his friends. And I used to sit on Discord with them, and I came up with the idea of like, hey, maybe this would be a really good idea for people that want to connect with other people who have mental health issues. So I started it. Um, So the link to the Discord is in my profile on Instagram, which is at mental magic, but with an X instead of a C. Uh, It's in my profile, so you can go there. Or I will also provide a link to the Discord in the description of the podcast. I'm pretty sure I can do that. I'm still new to this podcast thing, so just bear with me. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so let's get into who I am. (laughs) Sup, guys. I'm Mel. (laughs) I've been struggling with my mental health, um, honestly, before I could remember. It probably started around four or five when I started noticing symptoms of stuff. Like, looking back, I didn't notice them when I was four or five. I wasn't that self-aware. But I notice them now, looking back, um, what my symptoms were. So I'm assuming it started around four or five. Um, A lot of people uh, that I've met or just in general have told me they don't believe that children can go through things at that age. Um... Not sure what world they live in, but (laughs) uh, definitely things can happen. Really messed up things can happen at that age. And uh, it's, it's been proven that you can actually be affected by your environment and the things that happen when you're in the womb. So who knows? Maybe some of our traumas that we have gone through happened before we even were born. So that's interesting. Um, So I am a first generation Mexican. 
my parents immigrated here um, maybe 40 or 50 years ago. Uh, they are from Michoacán, Mexico. Uh, my first language is Spanish. And I mention this because I don't know if you guys know about how taboo mental health is in the Mexican culture. Um, it's, it's still pretty taboo. When I was a kid, um, it was really taboo, but now it, you'd think in 2023 it'd be progressed and people would be a little bit more aware, but it's, yeah, it's still pretty taboo, <laughs> which is funny because I saw a meme the other day that said, um, I don't know exactly what it said, but it said something along the lines of, like, Mexicans will believe in La Llorona, El Cucuy, and Limpias, but they'll draw the line at mental health, which is so fucking true. <laughs> it is insane how true that is. Um, luckily, uh, despite how traditional my parents were, they weren't so traditional that they didn't want us to get help. Um... I don't know. I've never really talked to them about what they thought back then. Um, but they they knew something was wrong. They knew something was wrong with me and my, my other sister. Because my other sister, um, she, she dealt with a lot of mental health issues at a young age too. So my parents kind of realized, hey, something's weird about the girls. They shouldn't be acting like this over nothing so they they recognized it and I started going to therapy at about eight years old and back in the 90s which I don't know how many of my listeners were raised in the 90s but if you guys can remember back in the 90s mental health wasn't as I don't, I don't know if it's publicized is the word I want to use but it wasn't as talked about as it is now Right now, I mean, you can you can go on any social media site and figure out if you have anxiety or depression or anything else. And back then, we didn't have very many resources to figure out what we were going through. So I don't blame necessarily the therapist for not recognizing certain things that I was doing or I was going through as trauma or as a problem. Um, I also started going, I think it was a family therapist, so I wasn't about to go off and be like, oh, this happened to me and I experienced this, you know, because it just, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm just not the type of person to be able to unleash things like that, especially on my family when they had nothing to do with it. So <laughs> I, I just, I was closed off. Um, so, I mean, how were my therapists and my counselors supposed to help me when I wasn't really giving them much information, you know? So, um, I didn't really get diagnosed with anything until I was 14 or 15. That's around... So, okay, let's back up. I lived in California for about 13, 14 years of my life. And... My parents lost their jobs and um, we had to move out of California because as you guys know, it is fucking expensive over there. And we lived in the Bay Area. So 
I don't know if you guys know anything about the Bay Area, but it is super expensive over there. And this was back in two, the early 2000s. So yeah, it, it was still expensive over there. So we had to move. And uh, my mom came over here to start a new life for us. And I, I don't know if it was her leaving that kind of flipped something in my mind, in my brain and in my soul. Um, but I, I believe that is when everything started to go extremely downhill and I was no longer able to mask what was going on with me. Uh, I was no longer able to pretend like everything was okay and that I was fine and it just, it just, everything came to a head. I felt abandoned by my mom. My dad and I were never really close. So, and then I lived with my sister who absolutely hated me and my older sister was off to college. So I really didn't have anybody. And, um, yeah, I, I lost my shit. I'm not going to lie. I absolutely completely lost my shit. I've always been a little bit, I, I'm going to use the word eccentric because I, I don't want to say crazy um, because before the age of 13, it was more of like, they saw me as like a bad kid rather than a troubled child with issues. It was more like they thought I was just like being an asshole. You know, I, I wasn't, there wasn't, wrong, there wasn't anything wrong with me. I was just an asshole. And my parents didn't know what to do. Um, we moved to Arizona. I started high school and everything just kept getting worse. Um, it progressively got really interesting around the time when I was diagnosed around 15, um, which I had gone to a ton of therapists between eight and 15. And none of them figured anything out. By the time I was 15 and I was here, my mom made me go to this therapist over on like Dunlap and like Central or something. I don't know why I remember that location, but I just remember this counselor was absolutely horrible. She was a complete idiot, but she wasn't that big of an idiot because she figured out I had anxiety and depression, um, which I kind of knew what depression was a little bit. Um, but I had no idea what anxiety was. I thought from watching movies that people with anxiety were like people that had panic attacks 24 fucking seven. I was like, I don't do that. That's, that's not me at all. I don't have panic attacks all the time. So this, I don't have anxiety. And then like, she started explaining to me what anxiety was and how I do things that people that are that have anxiety do and the things that I'm doing aren't aren't necessarily normal and that I shouldn't be panicking over like leaving my house or over anything just stupid little things that a 14 year old shouldn't be having panic attacks over and my panic attacks were again very very how do I put this they were very controlled I was more afraid of the people and my parents, the people in my life and my parents 
thinking that I was just a fucking lost cause and nobody was ever going to understand me. So when I could no longer mask and people were noticing things about me that I wasn't noticing, that's when I started going to therapists more often and that's when the medication started. So from the age of 15 to now, I am 34, I have experienced a lot, a lot of different medications, different treatments, different therapists, different counselors, different psychologists. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've been through quite a bit. <laughs> And that's just stuff that I remember because I'm sure that when I was eight years old and I was going through counselors and therapists and between eight and 15, I'm sure there is a lot that I could have learned, but I just was checked out and I didn't want to be there. So I didn't get much out of it. Um, and don't get me wrong. I wasn't very, um, wasn't very excited about going to therapy at 15. I didn't want to seem like I was crazy, even though I kind of am and that's fine. <laughs> um, so that went on. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't until I was about 25, I believe, um, when I met my current therapist right now. I'm not going to say her name because she's listening to this podcast and I really don't want to out her like that. But if she gives me permission, <laughs> I will use her name in future podcasts because she is a big part of my life. She, she's the one that kind of brought everything. She brought more clarity into my life. She has understood me completely, which is weird for somebody like me. Um, so it was really nice to meet her. And if she was taking patience, I would give you guys her phone number. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so she diagnosed me around 25 years old is when I met her. She diagnosed me with uh, bipolar disorder and recognized that I actually dissociate. Um, I'm not sure if she was the one that diagnosed me with CPTSD or if it was another therapist and I just don't remember. But yeah, my diagnoses right now are CPTSD. Uh, disassociative disorder, ADHD, and bipolar disorder. That is what I fall under. I don't necessarily take these diagnoses to heart and live my life just as this girl with fucking mental health issues. Um, I am not my mental health issues, which took me a long time to realize. I used to think that that was the only thing about me and there was nothing else to talk about because I was just a fucking lunatic and nobody wanted to hear about anything else. But like many other people with mental health disorders, we are not just that. We are so many other things. Um, and I think that's the hardest part for a lot of people with mental health disorders to deal with is separating themselves from what what haunts them every day all day um 
but it's possible. It's, it's definitely possible to make that boundary with yourself and understand that you are not what you've been through. You are not your past. You are not your traumas. You are a human being that has experienced some fucked up shit that changed your brain chemistry. And now you're dealing with the side effects of unfortunately living in this world. And it's a lot for people to take sometimes. And I understand that because it's a lot for me to take sometimes. So in my past, I was heavily medicated multiple times. And the last time I was heavily medicated, I was, I think, early 20s, maybe mid-20s. I was given the highest doses of narcotics, benzos, NSAIDs, and a ton of other medications. Because along with my mental health, unfortunately, I also deal with physical health issues. I have things we don't need to discuss here because, I mean, it, it really doesn't matter too much. <laughs> but I do deal with physical health issues as well. So I was on medication for those things too. Um, but unfortunately, those doctors that prescribed me all those medications really didn't want to help me. Uh, they made me believe that they wanted to help me. But really, they just wanted to sedate me, to shut me up. Um, they never wanted to give me other treatment options than completely taking away my mental, what what I would say would be mental stability because being creative and being alert and being not dead inside seems to be a lot easier for me at least to handle than being drugged up and trying to form thoughts and put together pieces of my life that should just come easily to me but I can't because my brain is so sedated that I can't figure out what's going on around me and I I don't want to think that there are doctors out there that went to school for like 10 years to be legal drug dealers I don't want to think that they're are doctors out there like that but unfortunately with my experience I have come to realize that there are more doctors like that than there are ones that genuinely want to see you succeed and help you so with that said please always advocate for yourself always 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 you know you better than you than anybody will ever know you um, and I'm, I'm talking from a girl that is so disconnected from her body that I can't even figure out my triggers. I I'm I, I don't know what I'm doing half the time. So but I I still advocate for myself. I still stand up for myself and I still put my foot down and say no when I realize that I'm being taken advantage of or I'm being drugged against my will. <laughs> so back then I was heavily drugged for a couple of years. Um and then I decided that I no longer wanted to take any of them. Unfortunately, when I told my doctors this, they didn't agree with me. So instead of fighting with them and instead of just finding new doctors that were going to do the same thing to me, I cold turkeyed off everything. And I will say 
right now. That was the stupidest fucking thing I probably have ever done in my life because I almost died. <laughs> I am so lucky that the things that could have happened didn't happen, but withdrawing from that much medication at the highest dose is literally like jumping off a cliff and landing with no parachute and it, and hoping you live, which is exactly what I did. It was exactly like that. I flew off the fucking cliff and I landed and I just prayed that I survived the fall because it was bad. <laughs> it was really bad. I still feel absolutely fucking horrible. I made my boyfriend go through that, but thankfully he is an amazing guy and he's always been there for me. So he could have easily given up on me and he didn't. And yeah, that guy's never going to know how much I appreciate him for that. Cause yeah, even people that supposedly love me completely abandoned me during that time. And yeah, it was, it was a time. So I definitely don't recommend you ever do that. If you want to get off your medications, please do it safely. Please. There are safe ways to do it. You can wean off. You can take other medication that's less strong while you're getting up. Like there's so many other ways to do it. And if your doctors don't want to listen to you, I promise you there's ways you can do it safely. Safely is, is the key point here. Safely. Please do not do what I did and just cold turkey off your medication because that is so dangerous. And I regret every day that I did that because I'm sure I did some damage to my brain. I'm sure I did. And it's it's irreparable damage. So <laughs> just please don't do that. Um, so recently, uh, in the last probably, uh, I'm going to say a year or two? I have been back. My most recent psychiatrist that I just finished seeing um, had me on the highest dose. Again, again, going through this again. Uh, he had me on the highest dose of every mental medication I could be on. ADHD, um, depression, bipolar uh, psych, psych, psycho, I don't know what they're called. I think they're called, I don't know if they're called psychotics, but like medications for psychosis and, and mood stabilizers. And they were all maxed out at the heaviest dose I could possibly take. I have been through depression before. I have been through suicidal ideation. I have attempted, I have done the works in my depression and I can honestly say, when this depression on this medication hit, I have never felt so absolutely hopeless and just horrible as I did when I was on those medications. So I got off of them. I have been off those medications for about... I'm going to say a month now, I think. And it was hell. It was hell getting off of those because my body was trying to go back to normal like three days after I finished my last pill. And I didn't sleep for three days. I 
I have been feeling absolutely horrible. Luckily today is finally the day that I woke up and I felt like myself again. I didn't feel like I was going to throw up and die every morning. I got my energy back. I had the energy to do this podcast. <laughs> so um, it's going good. It, I had a little cu- a couple weeks of hiccups um, and brain zaps and all of that, but Overall, I'm doing good. Overall, yeah. I'm doing really good. I don't know if you guys know about the connection between your gut and your brain, but um, there have been a lot of scientists researching about how your bad like gut flora affects your mental health and how your mental health affects your gut bacteria. So I have been researching about that, so I've changed my complete diet and my lifestyle so that I can deal with not being on medication. And although I know food isn't going to cure my mental health illness, it will definitely be easier to manage. Considering the fact that I have been going through a cycle of taking pills, waiting for them to work, and then they either work for a few weeks or don't do anything and give me absolutely horrible side effects. So I'm back to square one. Except the difference between last million times I had to go back to square one and now is that I have a new frame of mind, new information, new treatment options, new ways of handling things, a new outlook on my future. I have a closer connection to people that I didn't have a connection with before. I have new friends that that I can learn from. So this time I have much more clarity and in no way do I know who I am. Or exactly who I want to be. Still very confused about that. Um, I'm I'm literally on ground zero. I yeah. I don't know my triggers. I'm extremely disconnected from my body. I'm lost, lost as to where this is going, what's to come. But I'm completely ready. I have been through. <laughs> a lot of traumatizing and ridiculous shit. So anything I go through while remembering my past can't be worse than actually going through it, you know? Even though I'm sure at the time the shock took over and I didn't really go through it, but you know, I think I think I'll be okay. <laughs> um remembering can be painful. Memories are haunting. <laughs> And I completely understand I have a long way to go and a lot of work to do. So I'm not expecting this to be like an overnight thing. And, but along with this, I have 34 years of things to analyze for my own good and probably for the good of everybody else and for the good of this podcast, to be completely honest, because then I can share with you guys what I'm learning. (laughs) Luckily. The one thing that's been really consistent in my entire life has been the magic that I learned along the way. So my grandma, who was my absolute best friend growing up, uh, was what we call a curandera in Mexico. Uh, She lived in a little village. And a curandera is basically like a healer, um, a medicine woman. Um, Yeah, so she, she taught me how to use my hands and my energy and my words and 
herbs and oils and all of that to heal myself and the people around me. So when she would visit, she would teach me a bunch of stuff. And when she would visit, she would actually stay for a while. So I got to learn a lot from her. And considering the fact that I was not close to my sisters, um, my cousins very rarely hung out with me and the adults all ignored me. I hung out with my grandma and she was amazing. And I learned, I learned a lot from her. So around that time that she passed, I started diving deeper into things like curanderismo, um, witchcraft, paganism, voodoo and hoodoo, uh, wicca, um, alchemy, <laughs> um, y'all know, like all, all the spiritual good stuff. So I just take little bits that resonate with me from everything, including religion, because I was raised Catholic. So I do a lot of, you know, prayers and stuff with my, I guess, witchcraft is what you call it. I, I don't know. I just, yeah, I just do what works for me, which is where the magic comes in from mental magic. <laughs> so don't, don't think I'm trying to force you to believe in anything that I believe in. Um, if you see me talk, or if you hear me, see me, if you hear me talk about like spiritual things and you're just like, this bitch is crazy. First of all, yes, I am. I'm crazy. But no way am I forcing you to believe what I believe or even practice what I practice. But if it's something that resonates with you and you're like, I'm going to incorporate this into my daily life or weekly life or monthly life, by all means, go ahead and connect to your spiritual side because I'm sure it would help whether you're religious or just connected to the universe in a different way. Therefore, anything that I know made me feel better I will definitely share it with you guys so take it as you will <laughs> I've definitely spent the last few years learning more and more about healing whether it's through diet or spiritually or physically just in general I I will always share that kind of stuff with you guys this journey that I'm taking to better my life without medication and really changing my entire lifestyle in order to become a better me is something I've never done before because I didn't have the tools and the knowledge that I have now. Um, so I didn't know how to make things better before. I would just resort back to doing whatever I thought would make things good for myself, even if it was for like five seconds. Um, I now understand that in order for me to find beneficial ways to enhance my life, I have to do a lot of trial and error. And I'm going to be uncomfortable a lot. And I'm going to struggle with my thoughts and feelings and reactions. But I'm learning just like you. Um, I'm still learning. And I would like to invite you to absolutely fuck up this life together. <laughs> because as long as we're learning, that's all that matters, right? <laughs> so basically my ultimate goal with this podcast is to reach people through telling my stories um, and the stories of others hopefully in the future. Um, if I could reach like one person, just one, and help them realize that they're not alone through their struggles with mental health, that would be awesome for me. Um, that's enough. Um, the fact that I even impact my friends lives at all in any way 
is crazy to me. So if I were to impact a stranger, that would be nuts. That would be super crazy, but I hope I hope I could do that. I hope I can. So I really see a need for a mental health community in Phoenix specifically because this is where I live, but just in general, I feel like we need a mental health community that's not only informative, but also welcoming and 100% real because whether we deal with the same thing, like if you have bipolar, I have bipolar, anxiety, depression, whatever, um, or they're completely different, there is always one thing that brings everybody together. And that's being completely misunderstood by anyone who isn't constantly in our brains, which could be everyone or just strangers or your coworkers or your parents, or it could be anyone, but we all have gone through that. That's a collective thing where we just don't feel understood. Even though we have the same diagnosis, all of us deal with it differently. All of us, all of us. And I don't judge. I don't judge how you deal with it because you're on a different journey and I'm not going to judge you for the part of your journey you're on. So some of my friends may work too much or drink or eat when they're sad or, you know, just maybe not do things that I do uh, or maybe do the same things that I do. <laughs> it's, it's completely different for everybody despite having the same exact symptoms and the same exact, exact diagnosis. Even the symptoms sometimes are completely different. What affects you might not affect me and vice versa. So I've learned a lot and I continue to learn uh, with everything that I've researched and with talking with my friends, um, talking with people that I meet, love, love talking to people about how they feel, not how I feel, how they feel. I love when people are honest with me and they will tell me, you know, shit's fucked up right now and my brain is feeling like this. And I may not completely understand you 24 seven, you know, or a hundred percent, but I can relate to the the ending result of poor mental health. I just like to learn how people manage their issues. I like to learn through them because like maybe I'll try something or maybe I'll stay the fuck away from whatever they tried and it didn't work, you know? It I feel like it's it's trial and error for everybody and it's good to learn from other people. Like I like to know how do your freakouts look? Like what what do you, what is your mania look like? What is your deep depressive episode look like? What um what do you do to handle when you completely fucking lose your mind and you just freak out? What do you do to handle your anger? What do you do to uh, get the people around you to know how to handle you when you're not at your best and you're kind of going through it. Like what what is the what is the outcome of that? <laughs> Has it worked? Is it pointless? I I love to know experiences, like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, that I have a Discord. Um Discord is the same name as my Instagram and this podcast, so Mental Magic. 
Um, the invite is on my Instagram profile. Uh, I will also put the link to the Discord in the description of the podcast. I, I believe I can put a link there. Um, yeah, but again, my Instagram is mental magic, but with a X instead of a C. I'm super stoked to go on this journey with you. And I hope that we both can benefit from our experiences, our past, our future, our plans, our therapy, our <laughs> everything. I, I hope that we can both benefit from this. And I'd love to welcome you to Mental Magic.